Are you ready for the end of the world? This is your community spirit. Show about caring, sharing, and preparing for the changes needed in the world as we know it. Let's bring back the circle again. The circle of family, the circle of friends, the circle of being. Wake up and be healthy and therefore wealthy to the peace and joy of Mother Earth. This is your community spirit. Coming at you live and local and in your face here on WDBX 91.1 FM, Community Radio for Southern Illinois.
It's a beautiful day in the neighborhood, isn't it? Uh, if you're here with us in southern Illinois, it happens to be really nice and warm out. Bright, sunny, about 60 degrees. Uh, what month is this again? I'm not going to complain. It's, it's, it may or may not be due to climate change, but it's a beautiful day, so we may as well enjoy it while it's there. Uh, this is Your Community Spirits on WDBX. My name is Treesong. I will be your host today. Or is off on another one of his solar adventures, educating the world about solar energy. But while he's off on, on that adventure, we have other adventures here with news and happenings and events and holidays, all brought here for you through WDBX. All right, now that song at the beginning of the show was End of the World by Danny Dollinger. Uh, I I love that song because it's a great mix of, you know, they're talking about the concerns about the end of the world, but it's a sweet song about spending the end of the world with someone. And, you know, if the world's going to end, you may as well spend it with someone you love. All right, let's see what we've got in the news today. Let's start with some news from Occupy. Occupy updates daily. These come from occupyupdatesdaily.blogspot.com. Let's see. Let's start with this one. This is a really interesting one. Anonymous is petitioning the U.S. government to recognize DDoS attacks as legal forms of protest rather than the form of cyber terrorism that they are seen as now. Petition is available on the White House website. Now, we mentioned a few of these White House petitions in the past. The White House now has a system on their website where if you get a certain number of signatures on a petition, the, the president or someone in his administration will make a formal, you know, a formal response. Either they'll do something or they'll write a letter saying what they're doing or not doing. <laughs> and uh, so there's one of these trying to get DDoS attacks uh, approved as a form of free speech. And I, I found this really interesting. From It would take a little time to explain exactly what a DDoS attack, but basically it's flooding a server with requests for, for information, and then you, you flood it, and it gets too many requests, and it goes down, and the website stops working. Um, that that's the somewhat inaccurate, simplified version. Uh, so I can see, on the one hand, I can see the argument for that being a form of free speech. Well, we're just requesting information from this website, as and we're we're clogging their information channels as a form of protest. I can also see the uh, the counter argument of well, this is making people not able to access the website. 
I sort of see it as similar to sit-ins, you know, sit-ins, uh, you know, you know, having a nonviolent protest where you sit down and block, you know, the entrance to a government building because the government is doing something wrong. And, you know, those people do tend to get arrested for that, but it's not seen as a form of terrorism, or at least it shouldn't be. It is a form of political speech. Now, the exact consequences are up for debates, and I'm very curious to see how this petition goes. So I'll keep an eye on that and let you know. In other news, Idle No More is preparing for their International Day of Action. Uh, that happens to be today, and we'll have more details on that because we've got a full story about that. Um, and it's it's a indigenous movement going on in Canada and spreading around the world to fight for indigenous rights. All right, let's see. In other news... We have, uh, in China, people are, protesters are fighting back against the government's oppressive censorship laws, and their struggle is getting worldwide attention and plenty of support. Uh, now, it's, we, we've covered that in a few instances. We've, we've talked about it, I think, in relation to Google, uh, Google at times participating in the censorship in, of the internet in China, which I believe they've taken a step back from and tried not to help China. <laughs> censor information from its own people. But uh, there, apparently China is still not a bastion of free speech, and people in China are protesting that fact. We here at Your Community Spirits, I know this is a controversial stance, but we believe in free speech. Otherwise, we'd probably be run out of town and not allowed to talk to you on the radio. Speaking of free speech, between 3 and 11 Saudi Arabian women are being detained against their wills at prisons and social welfare homes, which are similar to senior centers and nursing homes, um, after they were taken into custody for protesting the extended detainment of their relatives. So basically, you know, they, their relatives are being detained and they wanted to know why and protest the uh, detention, and they publicly said so, and they kind of got disappeared for it. I, I don't understand what the problem is with free speech. You know, if you want to disagree, you can disagree. I don't understand why people are getting arrested, disappeared, censored, because someone who happens to have power decides that they don't want to hear what you want to say. That's that's not a good way to engender uh, support for you and your position. Like, well, you can't criticize me. I'm going to make you not be heard. Uh, that's not really a sign of confidence in your uh Good faith in ruling. <laughs> Not that people should be ruling over one another anyway, but that's a whole nother story. Mm -hmm. 
In other news, you may have heard us mention this little thing called the Keystone XL Pipeline. You see that that actually exists, and it's well, it's going through. They're working on making it exist, and the resistance to it exists as well. The fight against Keystone is still ongoing, and Anonymous is rejoining the battle. Recently, at least uh, at least several activists were arrested for gluing themselves together with super glue on their hands, which officers then ripped apart. <laughs> and chaining themselves to the pipeline. Uh, Anonymous, uh, one of the things that Anonymous has done is they've provided tons of info about the companies behind Keystone. Uh, because, you know, a lot, of, a, a lot of the problems with the actions that some of these large corporations take is you don't know who's doing it, you don't know what exactly they're doing it, you don't know whether or not it's in the public interest, and it doesn't go under public review, even though it may affect public lands, or the, in this case, the private lands of some people whose lands are being reclaimed. Uh, so Anonymous has been publishing more information about these companies. And there's also news out there about more details of the gluing of the hands together. I mean, it's, it's interesting, you know, it, it creates a creative uh, conundrum because, you know, if you've handcuffed your hands together, it's pretty easy. They can get sufficiently strong bolt cutters and just cut them. But what do they do if you glue your hands together? <laughs> then they have to take a while to figure out what to do. Apparently, in this case, they decided, oh, oh, well, we'll just pull their hands apart and, and hurt their hands. That music I've been playing during the interludes is from an album called Flame of Wine. And if you don't understand the words, no, it's not because you didn't wake up early enough and you're still sleepy. Um, some of the words of most of those songs actually are in Irish, Irish language, Irish Gaelic, uh, which I've studied for a semester and like listening to this album because it's beautiful singing and I get to try to figure out one or two of the words that they're saying. <laughs> All right. On to other news. Idle No More prepares for a global day of action. First Nations fight for indigenous rights to hit worldwide. With worldwide support growing for Canada's First Nations Idle No More protest movement, protest organizers around the world are preparing this week for a global day of action today, January 11th. The day coincides with a scheduled meeting between Canadian Prime Minister Stephen Harper and First Nations leaders, including Chief Theresa Spence, whose hunger strike, which began roughly one month ago, sparked the mass movement for indigenous rights. Now, isn't that, isn't that something pretty crazy, pretty intense to think about, a month-long hunger strike? Um, you know, I imagine she's still getting liquids and such, but, uh, I mean, a month without food. Sometimes I go a few hours without food and say, oh, I'm hungry, i got to eat now. But uh, uh, Chief, Chief Spence must be really committed to this cause, as are many people who are supporting the cause. Uh, the group Idle No More has called upon communities around the world to organize under the motto, Anything, Everything, Anywhere, Everywhere. The demonstrations will be designed to show support for the rising global indigenous peoples movement by taking action in your community. They're using the Twitter hashtag J11. And the group is organizing, uh, they're asking organizers to spread the word and widely promote their actions 
in order to raise international awareness about indigenous rights around the world. So here's a statement from the group so that it gets some of their information out in their own words. The goal is to raise the profile of the movement, demonstrate our global presence, and give visibility to the growing momentum as a people's movement first. As only a few AFN-determined representatives will be chosen to participate in the meeting with Harper, it will be important to show that the rest of the movement stands united with one voice, that is not going anywhere, and that uh, we're here to demonstrate the strength and resurgence of our nations. January 11th will also be in honor of Chief Teresa Spence to mark the one-month anniversary of her hunger strike, as well as to honor the other chiefs and elders who have been on hunger strike with her. All nations and all people from around the world are invited to join in celebrating and affirming their support for what is happening and the need to keep things moving forward together. Now, this is a very important movement because a lot of people, uh, well, I can't speak for around the world, but I know here in the U.S., it seems like people in the U.S. get educated about indigenous people and how they are a thing of the past. You know, they talk about, oh, the history of the expansion of the U.S., and then they swept across the plains and made it to the Pacific. And then in the, in the U.S. narrative, the, the public U.S. narrative, the story sort of ends there. But there are lots of First Nations indigenous people in the U.S., in Canada, around the world, and their rights are continuing to be disrespected. And they tend to be very ignored by the media. And, you know, they'll, they'll say something token maybe on, you know, Thanksgiving or Christopher Columbus Day, but then it doesn't change the actual circumstances on the ground for indigenous people living today. So Idle No More is doing something about that. So if you want more information, you can follow all the Idle No More news. I believe they've got idlenomore.ca is the official site. And there's plenty of others if you just search for Idle No More. We'll have more news on how the uh, how today's demonstrations actually went next time. All right, other news. Now, on a warm, sunny day like this one, I don't know if you're going to believe this next story. It's official. 2012 was the warmest year on record for the U.S. Now, we talked about that a few weeks ago, saying it probably would be, you know, it was most of the way through December. But now it's official. Congratulations, America. You set a few new records last year. Uh, here are some of the details. It was the warmest year in the recorded history of the U.S., dating back to 1895. The average temperature was a degree warmer than the previous high in 1998. So all of the sort of ridiculous people who have been saying, oh, global warming stopped because 1998 was a hot year and we've had some slightly cooler years. They're out of luck now because we had a year hotter than 1998, for better or worse. <laughs> the average temperature in the contiguous U.S. was 55.3 degrees, which is 3.3 degrees above the average in the 20th century. Precipitation averaged 26.57 inches, which is 2.57 inches below the 20th century average. And part of the things that are starting to be newly researched about uh, precipitation, which I was just learning about last night, is that it's not just about how much you get, it's about how quickly you get it and how sort of intense these storms are. You know, the 10 rainiest days of the year, if you get all of your rain in the 10 rainiest days of the year, 
that creates a lot of instability because it's drought and then suddenly raining. So only, only lowly Washington state didn't have one of the 12 warmest years in history. All the other states did a pretty good job at that. So we're number one. <laughs> we're, we're the best, hottest year in U.S. history. I don't necessarily know that that's something to celebrate, but it is something to be aware of and to consider as we talk about climate change. Which made my own parents and me disagree all right, speaking of climate change, New York Governor Cuomo lays out a plan to fight climate change and increase clean energy. Now, here's a quote from his Twitter feed. New York must remain the progressive capital of the nation. This is the clarion call issued via Twitter image that New York Governor Andrew Cuomo put forth uh, today in his State of the State address. State of the State in Cuomo's one-word summary, rising. Now, remaining the progressive capital of the nation is a bold claim for a politician, uh, particularly one who's almost certainly going to run for president. Uh, now, here's some of the stuff that he says that uh, he's going to be doing. His plan has four components. One billion dollar matching fund to spur the green economy. Uh, with more details forthcoming. Extend the state's NY Sun solar jobs program. Build an electric car charging network. And create a new state cabinet level position on energy. Uh, he also announced a slew of programs aimed at making the state more capable of handling the effects of a major storm like Hurricane Sandy. Uh, after outlining his proposals, he called for federal action on Sandy aid. And that's... That's a long shot, but we'll, we'll see how that goes. All right, other news. Turns out some of the people of New York have some suggestions for the governor. 1,500 protesters swarm Albany to call for continued fracking ban in New York. While New York Governor Cuomo was inside the Empire State Plaza Convention Center outlining his plan to make New York the progressive capital of the nation, 1,500 people were outside with a suggestion about one way he can ensure that happens. For about a year, Cuomo has been weighing whether to lift the state's ban on hydraulic fracturing. Last summer, it seemed that he was close to allowing fracking in certain regions of the state. But instead, he postponed the decision and called for research into possible health effects of the practice. Uh, leaked reports suggesting that there were no negative effects has been widely dismissed as insufficient. Opponents of fracking took advantage of his speech and its attendant cameras to ensure that the pressure remains high. Uh, it was more than 1,500 New Yorkers from every corner of the state descended on Albany to rally against fracking outside of his State of the State address. They delivered a clear message calling for the governor to reject fracking, implement a statewide ban, and be a leader in clean, renewable energy for New York and the nation. Quote, Governor Cuomo, don't do this, said Logan Adsit, a resident of uh, Farsalia in Chenango County, which is located in the southern tier that the Cuomo administration has indicated is a target of fracking. Don't poison my family. Don't poison anyone's family. This state, which my family has called home for generations, should not be your toxic legacy. That's what I have come here to say. 
now, fracking, they were never expecting him to mention fracking in his speech since an advisor told, uh, told the Democrat and Chronicle that the issue is currently being reviewed. In other words, he's thinking about it and doesn't want to admit what he's going to do. <laughs> but the, those 1,500 people and many others in New York and us at Your Community Spirit will be keeping an eye out to see what he does. All right, in other news, the sharing economy. Uh, Grist.org is one of the sites that we get a lot of our eco news from. And this month they have a theme about the sharing economy, which is basically the fascinating world of network goods, exchange, free cycling, car sharing, anything you do without it directly being uh, about just buying something. It's about sharing and trading directly with someone you know. And it's a really interesting thing we talk about occasionally here on the show. Um, it's it's starting to get a little bit of attention from mainstream sources even because uh, of a lot of reasons. Part of it is the limping economy, uh, you know, the so-called real economy, uh, the one that involves dollar bills uh, because apparently people trading things without dollar bills isn't an economy, according to some economists. <laughs> uh, so yeah, part of it is the growing awareness that all of this consumption that we're doing is a big ingredient in the recipe for uh, climate change. So people are reflecting on that and saying, well, maybe we don't want to render our planet uninhabitable. Maybe we can do some exchange with each other of used goods rather than producing a bunch of new stuff. And, you know, maybe we can cut down emissions with uh, ride sharing and such. So we'll have a few stories on that. And I'd like to start with this one, Revolve. Revolve is making a community pot of solar gold. What if every dollar you donated to a worthy cause generated two, three, or more dollars? That's the idea between, behind the Revolve Community Solar Fund Project, currently closing in on the end of its first stage of fundraising. Revolve is tapping into the collective for funding uh, to back solar projects. Instead of individuals investing for their own good, though, the idea of Revolve is to have a big pot of gold seed fund that would be invested and reinvested in the community's solar infrastructure. Basically, they use donations to start the fund, and then they start, uh, they start solar installations at schools, universities, hospitals, and places of worship. Um, and then they recoup the solar installation cost and earn a return on the investment through a 20-year solar lease program. So the idea is, you know, you install solar somewhere, you lease it to that location, um, they pay you back uh, over a 20-year lease, and you get some extra money from that, and the extra money goes into making more solar. Now, of course, the devil is in the details. Uh, their little video looks really exciting, but um, uh, when Orr gets back, we'll see what his comments are on these sort of economics and mechanics of how this will affect the solar industry. But it's an interesting idea, so I wanted to share. All right, let's get to some holidays and happenings. All right, holidays we have coming up. Uh, the birthday of Alexander Hamilton today. Um, tomorrow is the birthday of Howard Stern. Uh, let's see, tomorrow is also the anniversary of the first woman senator elected. And the anniversary of the Batman TV show premiere. 
da 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 Batman. That's why I occasionally will say same bet time, same bet channel at the end of the show. That comes from that show. All right. Uh, Tuesday is Humanitarian Day. Huh. Hopefully we're humanitarians on most, if not all, days of the year. But in case you've been forgetting, Tuesday is the day. All right. Wednesday is Appreciate a Dragon Day. Um, let's see. Let's get on to some... Oh, well, let's mention this one. Thursday is Kid Inventors Day. Now, I love it when kids are encouraged to uh, study science, uh, explore their creative thinking, you know, invention skills. Uh, it's it's a great thing. So Kids in- Kid Inventors Day is great. All right, some happenings. The Winter's Farmer's Market. That's happening on Saturday mornings from 9 a.m. to noon at Thomas School, 1025 North Wall Street in Carbondale. That's going on from 9 a.m. to 1 p.m. through March. Other happenings coming up. We have a new event starting over at Guy House Interfaith Center, the Insight Meditation. That's going to be starting on Thursdays, uh, actually starting next week, Thursdays at 7 p.m. at the Sunyata Center, which is downstairs at Guy House Interfaith Center, 913 South Illinois Avenue. Uh, it will be a short meditation followed by a book discussion every Thursday at 7 p.m. All right, so let's see. We've got time for one more happening here. The second annual Chris Mahanza, excuse me, Chris Mahana Kwanzaadan. <laughs> I'm usually good at saying that. Very good at saying it, but apparently not on the radio. Second annual Chris Mahana Kwanzaadan. That is coming up not this Saturday, but next Saturday, January 19th at 7 p.m. at Guy House Interfaith Center. Uh, it is going to, it's an interfaith celebration of all of the winter holidays. It's going to have live music, appetizers, drinks, silent art auction, and all sorts of fun and excitement over there. We do have some more news on what the bands are. They're going to have the Unitarian Folk Orchestra, the Nile Breeze Dance Company, the Bella Dancing Troupe, uh, After Barbed Wire, and the Hawks, and uh, this, yes, so it's that sounds like a really good time. There may be one or two bands still being confirmed, but that's a really good start. Uh, so that is once again on Saturday, not this Saturday, but next Saturday, January 19th, 7 p.m. at Guy House Interfaith Center. It's also going to be an opportunity for them to announce their year of special themes related to social justice, environment, and spirit. All right, this has once again been an exciting and informative Your Community Spirit. My name is Treesong. Uh, I will be back here again next week, and uh, or may or may not be back. I haven't heard his schedule yet, but he'll be back again eventually to share all these bits of environmental news and community happenings. Info at yourcommunityspirit.org if you want to send an announcement our way. In the meantime, we'll see you here next week on the radio.